It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. News Radio 1360, KKTX. Logo here. Blake's in the box. And on the KKTX outline, our uh, good friend from lessgovernment.org, Seton Motley. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Did you uh, take a look at those ratings that I uh, sent you? Yeah, CNN's doing very well. <laughs> I, uh, I was uh, astounded. Really? It's been that way for a long time, Jim. Well, that's that's been the general makeup for years now. It has? Yeah. It's Fox News ahead of um, everybody. MSNBC has their partisan following. Wait. And because See, CNN... You, you got me on speakerphone and I'm... I can't follow you. Can you I, I, I have to do that with Skype or else we get problems. But okay. I'll take it off and see. Okay. Uh, um, That's better. No, the, MSNBC, of course, is leftist. And because CNN pretends they're down the middle, you know, they yeah. say Fox is right, MSNBC is left, we're down the middle. Because they're blatantly lying to people by claiming they're down the middle. They've been last for years. And they cratered after the... Uh, Mueller report came out. Yeah, the old joke is you're conservative, you uh, watch Fox, you're a liberal, you watch MSNBC, and you're stuck in an airport, you watch CNN. Well, evidently, not even the people stuck in airports are watching it, because here th- these are the rankings. Hannity, number one, Tucker Carlson, number two, The Five, number three. Rachel Maddow, MSNBC, is the uh, first uh, non-Fox program. Ingram Angle is after that. Special report with Brett Baer, guy I really like. Then Fox and Friends, Fox and Friends, America's Newsroom. And it just goes on and on and on. Holy mackerel. It's been this way for a long time, Jim. Uh, you know, but remember, they're only getting like $3 million in, in, in drive time and like $5 million at night. I yeah. mean, it's not a lot of people. Yeah. It's just the... Uh, it's just amazing. Well, you know, CNN's been below like, and I think MSNBC too, has been below like HGTV for people who watch, <laughs> you know, how do you remodel your kitchen uh, shows? Well, I've got to admit that's sometimes more interesting than the news. Well, no, I, I, I'm a big waterfront, you know, let's go shopping for houses on the waterfront reality. That's the only reality shows I watch. I admit it. Well... Pamela watches uh, Hannity, she watches Tucker, she watches The Five, and then she watches all those do-it-yourselfer shows. Yeah. yeah. If, it's, if, it's, if it's Waterfront, I'm a fan. But that's what she said. All these channels, and I only watch two of them. Yes, and, and you can't do a la carte because it's too hard to break it up. Yeah. So former, uh, former NBC News contributor Mark Halperin 
signed a book deal, and this from a didn't guy, he get in trouble for groping somebody? He was accused by a, a, a bunch more of than a dozen women of sexual misconduct in a series of allegations that he did not deny. Yeah, he never. He didn't, yeah, he was not. He was not Judge Kavanaugh. <laughs> he did no, not. He just, did not publicly and vehemently deny the allegations. His book is How to Beat Trump, America's Top Political Strategist on What It Will Take. Who did he, who did he get to write it for him? He's not the America's top I don't know, but strategist. More than 75 top Democrat strategists spoke with him. Uh, David Axelrod down in Brazil, James Carville, goes on and on. It list. At least a dozen women came forward with allegations that Halpern sexually harassed or assaulted them when he was the political director at ABC News. And, and, and let's 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 take a step back from this book. Mm-hmm. What is his what is his what is the concept of the book? Beat Donald Trump. Yeah. Remember, he was supposedly a nonpartisan journalist. Yeah. And what book is he writing? How to beat Donald Trump. <laughs> so, yeah. And he has all those Democrats on speed dial. What a shocker. Well, he leveraged his uh, position as a I guess prominent journalist to prey on. Well, he was he was ABC's political director. Like George Stephanopoulos, ex Clinton employee, is a uh, is their lead White House reporter, the lead anchor. Just it it would seem that I don't know why would all these Democrats uh, who say that they're against anybody drawing another breath who commits these kind of crimes. Uh, well, that's the yeah. thing. The, some of the, 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 the few names you rattled off, they're not quite as crazy. Uh, Axel, Axelrod never jumped on the, to, to my knowledge, I never saw him jump on the no. Trump-Russia train. No. Um, I don't think Carville did either. Um, these are smart guys. I don't agree with them. They're smart guys. And they weren't part of Crazy Town for the last two years. No, so here, they're here, guys I would actually want to hear say something about this. Well, I remember when uh, Mary Matlin and and Carville had that program together, and I thought this is pretty good. Uh, I thought it was very entertaining because they they both have really good ideas, except Carville gets off the track sometimes. But sometimes. I remember when people used to say he was crazy, and now. He looks like the only adult in the room. Yeah. Him and Axelrod are, are standing there going, what are you guys talking about, Democrats? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> um, like I said, I didn't see either, either one of them uh, weigh in, you know, uh, join in on the on the Trump-Russia thing. And I think I recall, not not Carville, but Axelrod saying, uh, guys, <laughs> guys, this isn't, one, this isn't true, and two, this isn't working. Would you please try something else? Well, when I read this story, I thought about it for a minute, and I thought, you know, Fox goes to Carl Rove every once in a while. Why? A lot, yeah. Yeah, why, do, why aren't we hearing from James Carville and Axelrod? Because they get paid a lot more to do it behind the scenes than they do in front of the cameras. Do they? Yeah. Oh, Carvel gets Carvel flies all over the world doing stuff. Gets gets hired to do stuff. So if just, you'll recall, when when Vicente Fox got elected president of Mexico, right? Uh, Dick Morris ran his campaign, and Carvel ran the Socialist Party's campaign. They sent Carvel over to Israel to try to beat Netanyahu. Obama did. Really? So, I oh, yeah. 
I had no idea. Actually, it's very lucrative doing foreign political campaigns. Yeah, there, there's a movie that I liked that didn't do very well called um, the, the, the Something is Crisis. It was Sandra Bullock, is a, yeah. and they is an election in South America, and uh, Bob uh, Bob what's his name Billy Bob Thornton yeah goes down and and t- takes one candidate and and Bullock is pulled out of retirement to take the other, and it's two American you know consultants running the two campaigns in whatever, I can't remember what South American country it is. The brand is crisis. That's what it's called. The brand is crisis. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, they, they make, I mean, they go all over the world. You know, this is the, obviously, the major leagues of politics is D.C. in the world. All right, wait. So, of course, they're going to, if they, you know, if you're running a presidential campaign in Bolivia and you can get James Carville to come down and help, then, you, you know, you'll pay a lot of money. I had no idea. What What's the name of the movie again? The brand is crisis. B r a n d i s. No, the brand, like the the brand, brand like the 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 brand, brand name. The X, brand is yeah. the, the brand is crisis. Right, because that's how Sandra Bullock takes her candidate, who's way behind, and she goes, "Okay, our brand is crisis," and they and they run on crisis, and and uh, that's how they try to change their fortunes in the race. It's just our brand is crisis. Our brand is crisis. Yep. That's uh, 1875. A film. page right out of uh, the Democrat what, what year? playbook. It, uh, I'm sorry, it's 2015. I was going to say, Sandra Bullock was two no, no. in 1975. No, it's, it's rated NC-17. I did not know that. Well, Billy Bob Thornton is constantly hitting on Sandra Bullock, and I can't remember exactly what language he uses to do it. Ah, uh, well, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's about all uh, I've got, except they keep talking about Trump back from a 10-day vacation. Every time I saw him last week, somebody had a microphone they were shoving in his face. Yeah, he seemed to be working an awful lot during his <laughs> that's vacation. What, that's what I thought. And he just spoke to the workers building uh, that Royal Dutch Shell $6 billion ethane cracker plant. For yes. God's yes. sakes. Yeah, that's a that's a big investment. That's you know, and again, I think what I think the main reason you know everyone says Trump blinked on the China tariffs. I don't. Think I don't so. think so. I think he said to a bunch of companies that manufacture over there, "You got three months, get out." Yeah, because we're late. We're dropping the hammer on them. Get out now. I think that's what that move was. Well, but I couldn't be mistaken. He said mistaken. yesterday what I said Thursday. That look. Their co- China's economy is suffering, and there are companies. No, you and I talked about this Wednesday. Companies were moving. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I think he's giving them time and room to get the hell out of Dodge and relocate. Now here, preferably, but the, you know, if they're if they want, you know, Vietnam, um, Central and South America, right. maybe. Although I don't yeah. think they have the human capital to do it. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, he, I think the delay was to a bunch of CEOs, you better get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, I think you're Cause right. Because we're, 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 we're crushing them in Christmas. All right. I appreciate it, Seton. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Seton Motley. Man, that uh, Gene Seaman swearing and ceremony that we attended has just paid off handsomely. 
Yes. I was talking to myself. No. Our, that, that's how we got Seton. It, it was, took me a minute. Where, where, why are you talking about something we did 20 years ago? Oh, that's where we met Seton. That was where took I me, met Seton. It took me a second. I'm moving a little slow this In morning. Austin. Yes. For crying out loud. And how's Debbie's father? Uh, it's not very good. He's, you know, he's got cancer. He had a couple of strokes, and they really can't treat the strokes because he's also has blood in his urine from the gallbladder problem, and you can't take a blood thinner if you're wow. bleeding, you know, got some internal bleeding issues. So keep Debbie's father, John, in your prayers, please. Did you, uh, did you like the uh, ratings uh, issue? I, it wasn't, I, I, I'm with Seton, it wasn't real surprising, um, but the overall number of viewers for some of these was well, smaller than I thought. You know what it looks like? It looks like a Trump rally. You know how does, yep. we were looking at uh, those yeah. huge crowds showing up before 2016 going into that? And at this time, yeah, Maddow's the only MSNBC here in the top 15. I know. And Everybody else is Fox News. What would you say? Half of the people watching that are watching it just so... They know what shit. the opposition's up to? Yeah. News Radio 1360 KKTX. Lago here, 0623. Blake's in the box. We just uh, talked to Seton Motley. Started off with the um, ratings from uh, cable news rankings. Number one, Hannity Special. Number two, Tucker Carlson Special. Number three, The Five. Number four, Rachel Maddow. Number five, The Ingram Angle. I can't believe Rachel Maddow can beat Laura Ingram. Anyway, the rest of it is a special report with Brent Baer, and uh, 10 is outnumbered. So there was uh, one non-Fox program in the top 10, Rachel Maddow. Yep. And you... Commented on the total number of viewers. Yeah, the highest rated was a Hannity special on Fox News. 2.5 million voters. Once you get down below the top five, you know, you're you're dropping you know, pretty rapidly. You're down into, you know, 1.8 million. And here's CNN Tonight with Don Lemon, often referred to as the dumbest man on television. His numbers were so insignificant, they weren't printed. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, uh, ouch. Now, you got to figure number 55, the one be- below that was New Day on CNN. 345,000 viewers. How do they stay on the air with something like that? Oh, we have to have something running. Is that it? I guess. Coming up in the 7 o'clock, 
the uh, owner editor of the Island Moon, Dale Rankin, utility vehicles, are they going to be legal on the island? Um, Corpus Christi City Council is going to have to change an ordinance. More on that. Grocery store, the water exchange bridge, and what happened at the Port Aransas Ferries. You know, Dale does a good job of getting to the bottom of this stuff. You get... You you very often will get more information in the island moon than you will in our daily fish wrapper. Well, I was really expecting a uh, an editorial on the uh, CVB problem over the weekend, and and uh, I was surprised that uh, Nick chose to, I don't know, write about something that doesn't mean too much. And, and I'm kind of surprised that he, his uh, com, his uh, column didn't have uh, Latinos feel a new kind of fear. The mass shooting has given new shape to dark undercurrent of racism and rhetoric. And then this morning's paper, Nations Latinos Voice New Fears Following Shooting. Rule by uh, fear. That's why they're shoving public safety down your throat at every opportunity. It's a great motivator for uh, voters. I mean, people want to feel safe and secure, but I, I think Nick is dead wrong on this. I don't think your race no, or no. ethnicity is a, a factor in your chances of being involved in a mass shooting. I don't either. It's a, We've talked about this before. Random life. Look it up. Yeah, Forrest Gump said it. Stuff happens. I don't think Nick wrote about that. He wrote about something else. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He wrote about that a week or so ago. Oh, he did? Yes, he did. Well, this whole fear thing, every time, you know, I don't understand how, is this where we've gotten to? I mean, is this where free stuff gets us? Is this where everybody gets a trophy gets us? Is this where nobody takes responsibility for their own safety? I I, I mean, you one of the principal things you expect from government is some degree of safety. The, you, you, don't compl- you don't hear people complaining about your taxes going to the military and the police. And that's- but, but the concept of uh, safety to me means, okay, they're going to keep bombs from falling on my head. 
I'm responsible for my own safety, just like you're responsible for your own safety up to a given point. But you expect that when you dial 911 that a cop will be there in a reasonable amount of time. I hope that's what happens. I'm more in tune to, you know, there's a human element in this. And the humanness of the whole thing makes it impossible for it to be perfect. Yeah, of course. You you are ultimately responsible for yourself, but you also have got to expect the police to be there at, at some point. I think somebody wrote a book about that one time. It was called Great Expectations. KKTX 0637 Blago here, Blake's in the box Kneeling is back in the NFL We'll take that up with uh, Brother Dave Yeah, it happened again And uh, living in Texas as a supporter of President uh, Trump Is uh, much easier than living in Massachusetts It's not the Trumpiest state in in the Union Nobody's going to give But it's close uh, yeah, you can. I think you can safely wear a MAGA hat in Texas. Yeah, it's kind of like being gay in Austin. Hmm. But if you're living somewhere else, uh, wearing a MAGA hat, for instance, in Portland, can get you beaten. The press made a big deal about that Trump staffer Corey Lewandowski touching a reporter in 2016. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, nobody really uh, had anything to say when uh, Andy Go uh, uh, got the crap beat out of him and was hospitalized. The uh, Democrats have spent the past four years demonizing not only President Trump but his supporters. And for all their loud talk of helping minorities— the fact is, they view as subhuman the uh, Americans who voted for Donald Trump. And subhuman is a little strong, but I I don't think so. What did Hillary? Yeah, the use? deplorables. Deplorables. That's in the same list as despise, isn't it? Beating and ostracizing of uh, supporters of uh, President Trump. Of course, that's pretty easy for me to say in the safety of uh, my living room or or the the studio. But, you know, this fueling a campaign of hate that labels Hispanic immigrants as invaders— Joaquin Castro actually tweeted that. And there was a, um, where was that guy who apologized for having that uh, assassination of Trump video game at one of his fundraisers? He was a Democrat senator or Democrat congressman. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't remember that one. It's, uh, Brother. 
being MAGA is dangerous in uh, this intolerant. And, and I, don't, I can tell you, I was in Washington last month and was talking to some very conservative people, and there was a there was a distinct anti-Trump feeling that even conservatives, some of whom had worked for me in the past, they were buying into some of this stuff that the media was dishing out. Scaramucci, look at what he's done. And that kind of scared me because you really don't see that once you get outside of Washington or the, you know, the left and right coasts. Well, I I remember when... uh, that deal in, uh, what was it, billionaire Martin Stelig said he would be supporting Donald Trump. He's a Seattle developer. And the blowback was just stunning. He retreated from any affiliation with Trump in 2016 and said he wouldn't even vote for him because it had become problematic just getting along in the city for a billionaire, for God's sakes, for wearing a MAGA hat. You know, this is America. Sooner or later, people stand up for themselves or kneel or, or against the, the ignorant mob. Well, we've talked about this dozens of times, Lago. We've gotten to the point in our politics that it's difficult to be friends with someone of a different political persuasion. And I have never known that in my lifetime. I mean, I grew, I, I grew up as a conservative with a... You know, Sissy Farrell, one of the most liberal right. folks out there at the time, as my uh, as my step grandmother, and we got along, and the liberal and conservative sides of our family could interact civilly and be friends. Well, I mean, what, are, are, are we talking about what we were talking about with Seton? The the Older generation of uh, of uh, Democrats, like like where is James Carville? Where is David Axelrod? Why why don't they talk to them anymore? Because they're too willing to be civil about what they say in public. And I mean, you hear some people even now on our side complaining that Karl Rove is too moderate. Yeah, I, but. I go back to the the ratings and the things we were talking about going into the 2016 election. I see thousands and thousands of people. I see stadiums packed for Donald Trump rallies and maybe uh, two, three hundred show up for uh, a Democrat. I'm not sure these cable news outlets don't drive this to uh, some extent. I mean, if you were a, a Fox News person... Uh, you would want your audience fired up and uh, you know not liking liberals, so that way they wouldn't tune. They're not going to tune over and sample MSNBC or uh, CNN. But if let's take Rachel Maddow for instance, uh, I watch that every once in a while just to find out what people are buying. No, I'm, I made it a I made a conscious effort to keep one of the TVs in my office tuned to MSNBC. The volume was almost always down, but you could read the, you know, when you glanced up, you could read the little bottom thirds and see what they were talking about. Right. 
It just... It's amazing how few people want to know anything about what's going on. It's it's just unacceptable. It's well, like you, that guy in Port Aransas that called me, I think, Thursday or Friday and said, hey, can't we get a committee to meet with the, the people that are trying to tell us what's going on with the port? And I thought, you know, this form of government we have is just kind of messy. Things get out of hand really quickly and it's all the result of somebody's temper one of the interesting things dale rankin just walked in one of the interesting things that was in the island moon is that i i i got to read about hurricane allen which 17 foot tidal surge on the island yeah wiped out the seawall that was incredible it went it wiped out the seawall and it wiped out uh, several hundred feet of bulkheads when the water was trying to get back up to the Gulf. Well, when, it, it when, got behind the seawall, and the seawall was essentially an island. Yeah, it was, and it and it was a wooden structure. It was just kind of set on top of the of that wooden structure. So when the water overlapped it and came from underneath it, it just collapsed. If you seen if you seen the pictures, it's incredible. It just complete. It was yeah, a pile of rocks. I did. It was unreal. Yeah, it cut through at where the old channel used to come out. At the end of White Cap. Packery. Mm-hmm. The, well, it's the old Corpus Christi Pass. It started oh, way over right. by Fish Pass, right. and it wandered around behind the backside of the right. island, and then it came out right there, right by where uh, White Cap Beach is. And so when it when the storm surge came in, it it came it washed over in the Packery and came through Lake Padre and went out. And it also they had a a Jersey barrier, a concrete barrier in the middle of. Uh, the causeway, which in those days was about three feet above sea level, and the water laid that thing over, and all that water went in and tried to come out through the main canal, and when it did, it hit the bulkhead on the east side and smashed the bulkhead. Dale Rankin, owner, entered to the Isle of Moon in the box. Blake Farenthold will uh, take a look at utility vehicles. Uh, is that going to be a reality on the island? We're really going to get a grocery store. And what happened at the Port Aransas Ferries? Coming up. With T for Texas, T for Tennessee, T for Texas, T for Tennessee, K for News Radio 1360, KKTX. Lago here, glad you're along. 0652, Dale Rankin in the box, Blake Farenthold. And uh, we were talking about a couple of things coming up uh, from the moon, not the least of which was that uh, history piece on Hurricane Allen. I had uh, no idea that the damage was so severe. And a 17-foot... Yeah, well, the, the eye went in a little, went in south. It it ducked in down south of us, so we got the front end of the tidal surge. I happened to be, I was living in in uh, Austin or I think Kyle at the time, and uh, I wasn't paying much attention. So my girlfriend and I decided to come to Corpus for the week and the week after it hit, which wasn't all that informed wow. informed the decision, and. Uh, 
we ended up staying at this place called the Mayflower Hotel. It was the only place left open down on the seawall downtown. Every place down there got creamed, and it was there was it was dark. There were no it, at night. The lights weren't back on or anything downtown. Except, mm-hmm, except there was one place that was open. That when that's where we stayed. So the next day we drove out to the island to look around, and we had a there was still water over the road, so we ended up not going out there. You had to turn around at the. Well, in those days, the the, the causeway, remember, was like three feet. Three above, feet high, yeah. Yeah, so the, the water, I guess, was still, I don't know what was going on, just a high tide, but we couldn't get out there. You know, after Hurricane, uh, both Hurricane uh, Celia and Hurricane Beulah back in the 60s and 70s, my dad had had business had, down in the Chapman Ranch area, and we, we after those hurricanes, we would we had a little Cherokee, and we'd fly down the coast and then cut over. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, those hurricanes cut through there at the end of Whitecap, just like just like Hurricane Allen did. They came through and they put they pushed water in. I guess it came in through the pack. The packery was a washover pass, I guess. I don't remember that. I just remember seeing the the building out there along the the uh, seawall was it was a little island because the water had cut behind it. Wow. Lake Padre was the, was the end of that of that pass as it went as it went out. Well, I didn't get here till eighty five and I I remember the lines that used to form on Saturday trying to get out to the island. Yeah. And uh it was a kind of a slow thing if you didn't get up and go early. Yeah. Well they got I just did a a piece on that in this issue about the uh that bridge and the uh, I think it was nineteen fifty, wasn't it? When they finally put in, they they did away with the uh, swing bridge. I was no, I was it was in the sixties. Was it? The, yeah, because I remember the the swing bridge was still out there when I was going out there as a kid. And a picture of it next to the causeway going up. Well, my thought it may have been last year. The other piece was that uh, the toll that you had to yeah pay to use it. Yeah, it was a buck, and then they and then when they paid paid it off, <clears throat> they did away with that. They. Uh, there's a piece I, I did a while back about how the uh, the original owners of the of the uh, all the property on the there it is all the property on the island um, donated some of it to a family in San Antonio and in return they financed the the first causeway that was that was in the I think 1950 that was the one I guess it had the swing bridge the Jones family yeah 51. Wow. Now, they used to have a sticker. You could buy a pass for it, and you'd have a. It was like a silver sticker that went on your windshield, and it worked for both the ferry, I think, and oh, the, really, uh, and the uh, swing bridge. First opened in 1950s at Padre Island Causeway. Toll was one dollar for cars and one twenty five for pickups. In 1963, it was renamed the John F. Kennedy Memorial Causeway. When the initial cost of the construction was paid off in 1967, the tolls were removed. Swing bridge, the section of the bridge over the coastal waterway replaced the original swing bridges and was completed in 1973. Yep, I knew I was around when I was a yeah. kid. Well, that uh, picture that you got on the front page uh, of that aerial shot. Yeah, that's an old shot. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. You can tell by the uh, – I, I labeled it on the inside. It didn't have a cut – I don't put a cut line on that one. But see, if you look at how much 
vacant land there is on those fingertips. That's all filled in. Now I'm going to run another one this week. Well, what is that little circular? That's uh, something Cologne, I think it is. Uh, it's just a, I used to live right across the street from that. You did? Uh-huh. On Punta Espada. see that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, waterfront property, you know, that's where, that's where the value is. So if they could sneak a little circular street in there. Boy, that's uh, really waterfront <laughs> That's down property. south. Well, most of that is down there along Sea Pines. That's all filled in now for the okay, most part. Okay, so I'm not, for some reason, I'm programmed to look at this like I'm coming over the bridge. Right. But that's not it. No, you're, the bridge here would be to your right. Top right. Yeah. yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.